Welcome to this podcast from Vessel Collective Church here in the heart of Texas. Our message today is from special guest teacher, Karen Green from the Haven of Love Ministries. We hope you enjoy and thank you for sharing in this message. Are you good? Are you good? Are you good? Come on, raise your hands. Come on, raise your hands. Close your eyes. Come on. Get in his presence. Get in his presence. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you today, God. Lord, we, we love you. We're like Mary. We're standing at the bank, and we're playing our tang- tamarines because you deserve the glory, Lord. Because we crossed over on dry ground. So we're going to give you praise and we're going to give you glory. In Jesus' name. Now put your hands together. Come on. Come on. Put your hands together. Come on. If it was the president, how would you clap your hands? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. If it was the president, how would you clap your hands? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm teaching you how to walk this. Come on. You're breaking every stronghold. Come on. You're tearing down every distraction. Come on. How bad you want? How bad you want? How bad you want? How bad you want? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I think I can feel something now. Amen. 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 I thank the Lord today. I'm radical. And I love the Lord. See, when I was out there, didn't nobody come get me. I was out there for almost 20 years walking and They call it the walking dead. I didn't even know who I was. I didn't know where I was. All I know is there was pain going on and I was looking to ease the pain. I didn't know that God loved me. I didn't know that while I was out there that he had his hand upon me. I didn't know that when I jumped out the car going 50 miles an hour, that it was his hand and his angels that kept me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm so radical because he's been so good to me. He reached way down in the darkness and he pulled me up out of it. And he set me in a good place a good place, and that place was in Jesus Christ. And I've been running ever since. I thank the Lord today for what he's doing. I give him the glory. I heard Karen Green, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But to you be the glory, God. I want to make sure that you know to you be the glory. 
because I'm nothing without you. Amen? Amen. Amen. I struggled this last week. I struggled and I got sick the week before and I was in the bed for three days. I was like, something going on. I've never been that sick before in my life. But devil, I girded up the loins of my mind and I put that shawl over my head and I said, God, they say you're a healer and you say healing is the children's bread. So God, I claim that healing that when I go to sleep tonight and I wake up, all of this will be past me. I went to sleep in confidence. And the confidence wasn't in me, it was in Jesus. It was in his power. Because the Bible said that he was raised from the dead. He had power. So I went with the confidence knowing that God could do for me what I couldn't do for myself. Let's talk about confidence. Because confidence is a gift to the saints. See, when you know your God and you stand and you believe your God, they say, oh, they're a little cocky. No, my confidence is in him. And because my confidence is in him, I stand knowing that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. That I can stand knowing that whatever I'm going through, God will make a way. I stand in confidence because it's a gift to the saints. So I woke up the next morning and all that was gone. It was gone because my confidence was not in the medicine, not in me, not in the doctors, but my confidence was in Jesus Christ. He's a healer. Isn't that what the word say? It sounds good, don't it? But it means something different when you believe it. He's a healer. God's got this. Jehovah Jireh. God's got the It's different when you believe it. And you're confident in who you are in him. The teaching that I do in the prisons, uh, we go quarterly and God will give me a message and I say what he tells me to say and I do what he tells me to do. But every Monday morning I get up and I go to a place called Lusteric Jail and it's the county jail and I have a pod in that jail and It's called the Haven's Pod, a new perspective of life. And those women come in and they're so damaged and they're so hurt and they don't know who they are and they're scared to have confidence and they're scared to believe. But God says, let me use you to demonstrate my love and encourage. He said, encourage one another. The Bible said we carry one another's burden. See, in this time and day, everybody about themselves. 
believers, we know it ain't about us. We got to reach to our neighbor. We got to reach to our families. We got to reach to those who are in need of knowing the love that is in Christ Jesus. And maybe it's not in a message. Maybe it's not in five scriptures. But the Bible said they will know you and know me by the love you demonstrate. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They will know me by your love, the love you demonstrate. You are my hands and you're my arms and you're my feet and you're the shoulders that I'm using. I heard a woman say, you know, we were halfway to noon, but now we're past noon. And we done tripled over, and we're now in the kingdom age. What is kingdom age? The kingdom age is when God's people is, is ready, the, the world is ready and have set a platform for God's people to step up and demonstrate who we are. We're not people that confess and don't believe. We are people that confess and we believe. The kingdom age says that we've got to be about God's business. It's not about selfie. And we have a lot of, we got a narcissist generation. Did I say that right, Pastor? That it's all about me, me, me. And I don't know what else going on. I work with human trafficking. I work with Dallas police once a month. And they're bringing the babies in. And, you know, I, I go and I speak and they tell me things. They, you know, we do the educational part because in order for our, our, our communities to really recognize and know what's really going on, we have to educate them. There was trafficking going on in a community, an upscale community, and because nobody came out to see or to meet their neighbors, there were 12 girls that were in that house that needed to be free. But because we ignore what's next door and what's across the street. Our babies are getting drugged from pillar to post, and some of them don't last. But it's time for us to open up our eyes and see what's going on. Let's go a little bit further, and then I'm going to go on into this word, because this word... I've been struggling with it, and uh, I just believe that this is the word. And the enemy really kind of attacked me about this word. But I believe that God is saying something in this word. Let me just go on into this word. Is that all right? Is it okay with you? Yeah. You got to talk back to me. Thank <laughs> you. 
I'm not used to a quiet church. <laughs> I'm not. You know, we down there with them women down there in the, on the unit. You know, they yelling. And the difference is they know they have a need for a savior. And they come in expecting. And everything they do, they looking for Jesus. Everything that's said, they looking for Jesus. I said, what happens if the saints came to church and everything that was demonstrated and everything that was said, that they were looking for Jesus in it? I tell you, this would be a radical place up in here. I tell you, they would say, what's going on over at that YMCA? I got to go see what's going on. Because I hear a lot of hollering and screaming. Sound like somebody's getting something going on. Yeah, something going on. We get delivered up in here. We get set free up in here. We get the word of God. The power of God has taken over up in here. And we'll let him have his way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, 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 I dare you to go with this. Go with me on this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord today Amen. for his word and who he is. I thought I might just try to explain to you why I'm so radical. Because I was standing over there and I was dancing. And I was everything that came out, I was looking for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to go, first of all, to Ephesians. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Ephesians <laughs> is the book of Joshua in the Old Testament. Because the Lord is talking to his people. And he's letting them know where they are. And why these things have happened to them. And you said you received Christ, and I want you to know that you have been accepted in the beloved. You have been adopted. It's telling you who you are as a believer and what you can expect from the Lord. He said, now your spirit is now sitting on the right hand of Jesus Christ. That means that my spirit, when I gave my spirit when I gave my life to Christ, my spirit immediately sat at the right hand of Jesus Christ. See, how is this what is going on? Well, what we're dealing with is our flesh because your spirit has been already saved and whether you know it or not, it's delivered. But we got to deal with this flesh, amen, that it will line up with the word, amen, amen. Raise your hand, raise your hand. Go on and let him do what he's doing. Don't stop him, don't stop him, don't stop him, don't stop him. Hallelujah. Hey, yay. That's it. So, in the book of Ephesians, around the third verse, he said, for this cause, I bow my knee unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ and whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. They said at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue. It didn't disinclude anything. He said every knee and every tongue shall confess. Let's read on. 
that he may grant you according to his riches of his glory being strengthened with the might by his spirit in your inner man. He, he's not talking about this outward appearance and how it looks. He's talking about your inner man. Touch your sister and say, God wants your inner man. Touch her. Touch your sister and say, he wants your inner man. Tell her. Tell her. There you go. There you go. Touch your neighbor and say, God wants your inner man. It's all right. Touch him. It's okay. They may need a touch. Come on. Come on. They may need a touch. It's all right. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. He said, that that Christ may dwell in your heart. Listen. He said, by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height of who you are in Christ. Shall I finish that like that? Now, when I went to the Word, he said, being rooted and grounded in love, he said, the key word was faith. Because everything we receive is by what? It's by what? It's by faith. Hallelujah. Well, let's go on a little bit further. We're going to go back, and we're going to start at Luke 17. Our message is getting to the root of it. Say, get to the root of it. Get to the root of it. Say, get to the root of it. Get to the root of it. Yeah, let's go on. Because I'm in church and y'all Bible believers and Bible thumpers, amen. And I couldn't come in here unless I had something from the Bible, amen. Amen. But I want you to know this thing is in my spirit, amen. So Luke 17 says, Jesus says, then he said unto his disciples, it is impossible, but offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. Now, you know, when I read that, it put a check in my spirit. <laughs> because if, if it's in the word, it just doesn't apply to who you're talking to. It applies to you too. So I began to do inventory. Say inventory. I began to do inventory and I said, okay, did I do anything to make somebody upset? You know, I just start going through. But the word, well, if it doesn't affect you when you're reading it and put your spirit in check, then I believe you have to go back and say, Holy Spirit, reveal what it is I need to get out of this word. But what it did, it put me in check. It put me where I would be careful about the things that I said. Well, let's go on. It said, 
would be better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck. Huh? Do you hear me? And he be cast into the sea. Then for him to make one of these little ones stumble. See, that says to me that if I'm a parent or if I'm a leader, I got to be careful how I say and the way I say it, how I live my life, and how I demonstrate what God has given me. That means I got to be conscious, say conscious. See, because sometimes we don't live in the consciousness of God. We live in the consciousness of who we are in this flesh and what's going on in this flesh. But the Word puts us back into the consciousness of God where we, we are careful about what we say and what we do. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Are y'all all right with this? Are y'all... Now he said, now listen to this. He said, if he trespass against you seven times and he returns and he repents, he says, thou art to forgive him. He said seven times. He said seven times. He said thou, and he said repent. I want to talk about repent a little bit. Because repent is a gift to the saints also. See, when you're wrong and you know you're wrong, you can repent. Repent means I know I'm wrong. I'm going to turn and I'm not going back to it again. Are you understanding? He said, now, if he do it seven times, and he comes back, and he asks for your forgiveness. He repents. He said, now, I want you to forgive him. And let me tell you what his disciples said. He said, God, Jesus, we need more faith. <laughs> they said, we need more faith. Because I don't think I'm that, that delivered. <laughs> I don't think my flesh is that dead. I don't think if he comes and he continues this that I can keep forgiving him. But the Lord says, if he comes seven times and he asked you, he said, forgive him. And it's not about him. It's about you. Are you hearing what I said? Now listen. And we're going to get on to it. Jesus went on and he said a couple of things. What did he say? He said, now, if ye have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye might say unto the sycamine tree. He didn't say the mountain. He said the sycamine tree. He said that ye might say unto the sycamine tree, be thy plucked up by the root and be thy planted in the sea. He said, and it will obey 
had to stop because I've heard the, the mustard seed and the mountain would move a mountain. But he said a sycamine tree. And what a sycamine tree is, it's no bigger than a bush. But the difference between the tree, I mean the sycamine tree and a regular bush is the roots go deep. It goes so deep that you can chop that sycamine tree down to a stump and it'll start growing back because the roots are deep in the soil. I said, what are you talking about, God? He said, when offenses come, you've got the hair and get rid of them because they can become a root of bitterness that will keep you from the presence and what I have for you. Now, as I began to think about this, as they have faith, for a sycamine tree and the roots are deep. Well, it took me somewhere. See, because I was raped. I was molested. I was a victim of incest. I was a battered woman. I was abandoned and I was rejected. And I walked around 36 years with that inside of me. Why is that important? Because that anger, that frustration, because I didn't know what to do with it, it turned inward. It began to bring about low self-esteem. It began to bring about depression, oppression. People think people are tripping. They ain't tripping. They just don't know what to do with what they have received and how to go about getting to the root of it, how to go, home, go on and address the issue. But sometime when you're in a certain situation in life. You don't know what to do with it. So what it does, it takes root inside of you. And it begins to grow. And it tampers with your perspective of life. Are you hearing me? That means I'm not looking at things clearly because I'm seeing things through the bitterness of the roots that are inside of me. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? So you're wondering, why is it I can't keep a friend? You got some roots somewhere. You're wondering why your family always in an uproar. There's some roots somewhere. Are you, are you understanding? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I think God is speaking up in here because where we are today with society being like it is, we've got to get a strong back. Are you understanding? We've got to be able to hear the criticism and let the criticism roll right off our back and keep on living. 
Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because it's important. It is so important. Are you with me? Did I have the wrong message? Did I have the wrong message? Because I believe God is ready to really have a vibrant relationship with you. I believe your sometime a worship is stunted because of what's in the root. Because we're living out of the well of our mothers and fathers' dysfunction. We're drinking from the well of our mothers and fathers' dysfunctions. And God is trying to bring us to a place. Now, stand on up, baby. This is your message. Praise your, go ahead and, go ahead. He's trying to set us free. He's trying to get us to a place where you'll know the depth, the width of who he is. Because you cannot go in and, and, and be in the presence of God with that same perspective that you've had with the people you deal That's with right. all your life. Are you hearing me? Excuse me. Are you hearing me? You cannot. You cannot serve God and think of God as being that person that disappointed you. God is not a God that will disappoint you. God is a God that will bless you. A lot of times they say, I'm cursed. I'm cursed of the Lord. No, God ain't going to curse you. You're going to curse yourself. Because when you know the truth and you don't live the truth, you curse yourself. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It would be better for you not to come in and hear the word and know the truth and not live it. Let me tell you this. God will bless a struggle, but a decision is on you. If you're struggling with something, you're struggling with your faith, and you're trying to live it right, God will give you grace. But when you make the decision, say, oh, well, I try. That's on you. Because God is a good God. He is a good God. Why is this important? Our key word was what? Faith. Was that our key word? Our key word was what? What our key word is? Faith. Let's talk about this faith. So what does faith do? Hallelujah. Let's, 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 what does faith do? Let's talk about that. Faith helps you to look forward. Say forward. It helps you to look forward. Now, the faith that God is talking about is that you allow him to go in and begin to pull up those roots, those roots that you know are going to bring hurt. It's going to bring pain, those memories. He wants you to let him go in and really pull those roots up that you can experience the hurt and the pain. Because, listen, without the hurt and the pain, you cannot grow. If we are not vulnerable... We serve a vulnerable God. And if we're not vulnerable, how are we going to be in relationship with him? 
So God has to go in. He's, he's asking. He said, now, I want you to know. I know it's going to hurt. And I know it don't feel good to even think about it. But you're going to have faith. You're going to have to have some faith in me. Because I'm going to go in there and I'm going to pull it up. And you're going to feel it. But once you feel it, it's going to give you strength to overcome. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now listen. Being vulnerable helps you to grow. It helps you to become stronger in the Lord. Because if you're not vulnerable, God can't come in. He can't be God in your life. God wants to be God. But he don't want, he can't come and be God, be the God. He, He needs to be in your life until you allow him to uproot all of that stuff. You know what I learned? I learned that before I start dealing with my devils, I deal with my mom and my daddy's devils. So, on top of their devils came my devils. So, was my perspective messed up? (laughs) Listen, I thought everything and everybody was against me. Are you hearing me? And it was hard for me to allow God to come in and do what he needed to do. I had to pray and ask him, God, give me what I need so I can trust you because everything in my life and every authority figure in my life has let me down. And I don't want to feel that. But he said, in order for me to come in, you got to feel it all. Are you hearing what I said? I'm still crying. My mama abandoned me, gave me, put me out and kept the man. I had a baby when I was 13. Do you hear what I'm saying? My aunt pimped me out to the highest bidder. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Then I went on to the streets because that's all I knew. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It was hard for me to let God in. I shared on myself. got so great that I was desperate. <laughs> so I prayed. And I said, if you're God, and if you're the God they say you are, help me to trust you that you can heal me. And you know what he did? He did just that. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Oh, are you understanding? But he didn't do that just for me. He didn't do that just for me. I remember one Thanksgiving Eve. I was at my church and I had been home from prison. I didn't tell you I was. But anyway, I had been home from prison a couple of months or so and. I'm sitting on the, on the edge of the, the pew, and I knew God wanted me to do something. But I said, God, can I just be a pew member and sit down here and enjoy you? I don't want to be responsible for nobody else. Lord, can I just do that? And the woman that was sitting 
here. She reached over and she said, baby, the Lord told me to tell you, he did not save you for you. He saved you that you would be a witness. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? She didn't hear me. I thought that. But God, do you hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. And when I told him, I said, yes, Lord. Whatever you need to do. Whatever you need to do. I asked him to give me what I needed. That I could trust him. That he could heal me. That when I raised my hand and I said hallelujah, I was raising my hand to give him glory because I I had a relationship with him. It wasn't tradition. It wasn't ritual. I understood what he had did to and for me in the inside out. Are you understanding? I believe God is talking to the church. We got babies in here that really need to know God. And they, they discern things in your spirit. They know when you're real and you're not. And God is holding you responsible because you know the truth. He said, now it's time for you to get healed. He said, can you trust me to go in and begin to pull the roots out of molestation, to pull the roots out of abandonment, to pull the roots out of incense? God is ready. He ready, baby. See, sometimes you got to forget about folks that's next to you because God can only do what he needs to do for you. And because he does what he does for you, it makes it better for the next person or the person that you're involved with. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Huh? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This message is a message for the church. Why? Because God is ready for his kingdom to come. His will to be done. And we can't keep falsifying it. Making it seem like it's all right. Oh, I'm coping. I got this. I got it. I got it. You don't have nothing. You'll stop it a week, maybe two, and you're right back to it. And you don't even know how you got there. It's because of the root of it. You've got to let God in. So why is this important? It's important because your faith 
has to be the conduit. Did I say that right? What, what Jake? Jake, did I say that right? Conduit. I say it right. That means it's going to be Amen. Your faith is going to be the conduit. See, so we were talking about faith. So what we have to do is put our faith against our past and put our eyes on where God is taking. We've got to put our faith against those things that have came against us and we didn't know they were whole. We got to put our faith against it and say, God, I know it's going to hurt, but I'm going to move forward. Every tear, I'm going to move. I'll look back just a, a minute to see where I am, but I'm going to keep moving forward. So when we take faith and we place it, place it against our past, it helps us to continue to move. Why is that important to say? Because as God began to uproot, because you have heard the word, and the word is going to be evident in your life. If you didn't want to feel your past, he tricked you to come on up in here, and this word will be spoken. And you're going to feel what you have to feel but you got to have faith that God is going to get you through it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Hmm? Every disappointment, every betrayal, every time you, God's got you. Did you hear? He's ready to heal. He's ready to deliver. He's ready to set you free. He want to give you a freedom in here that you've never experienced. Freedom. Are you hearing me? Are y'all all right? Y'all all right? So why is this important? It's important. And we live holy. And when I heard the word holy, you know, I went back to them sisters with them old long dresses and them tabbing hats and them, them stockings that came halfway up. I said, God, I, I don't know. He said, no, let me explain it to you. Hallelujah. She said, living holy is just living right. It's living the best that you can in the righteousness that you possess. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, I thought it was pressure. You know, the saints made it real hard for me to get to God because my daddy was a preacher and my mama played the piano every Sunday and I was just through with them church folks. You hear what I'm saying? I was through. They made it hard for me to get to God. They said I had to change this and I had to come out of this. I had to not wear my pants. And they told me I'd take my makeup off. I told them, oh, no. I wasn't coming up in there. I'll stay out here. But one Saturday evening, hallelujah, I was down there in Huntsville. 
See, I was looking at 25 to life. Hallelujah. And uh, the reason why I praise God so, because only a God can go in and touch the heart of a judge that knew I needed and I deserved all 25 of those years and he changed his heart. Are you hearing me? Got down there on that unit. I didn't care. I'd been through so much. I didn't care. I kept hearing them say, girl, you're going to hell. I said, I'm in hell. How, how much bad can hell be? I'm in hell. I got down there. I was messed up and I was toe up from the flow up, as they say. I was messed up. I was willing to do all 25 of them years, hallelujah. If that meant that God was going to change me because it hurt me too bad. It hurt me so that I didn't want to live like that no more. And if I had to live behind bars, I was willing to live behind bars 25 years if it would stop the pain. But God had a plan. God had a plan. He's seen me when I stood in front of the church on Sunday mornings when I flagged calls and nobody came out of the church and tell me that Jesus loved me. Are you listening? Yeah. Nobody. They were up in there having high praise. Nobody came out and said, Jesus loved you. I was through with church, and I was through with church people. I got down there on that unit, <laughs> and I kept hearing them say, Chapel, okay, I'm getting out of the dorm with all these women. <laughs> I'm going wherever this chapel is, amen. Hallelujah. And I went in that chapel, and I went all the way up to the front, y'all. I was hurting. I didn't want nothing to do with church. I didn't want nothing to do with church people. I thought God had failed me. <laughs> but I got there. And I sit in that church, in that church, Jake. And I thought I was going to go to sleep. But God had a plan. Hallelujah. They slipped this tape in. And they were having a women's conference. And this man was talking about the woman with the issue of blood. And she was talking that God could heal any issue. I stood up in that chapel on that unit and I say, if you're God, if you're the God they say you are, change me. I raised my hands and I said, change me. He filled me with the Holy Spirit that day, right on the spot. See, I was that good Baptist. You know Baptist? Baptist, Baptist. I didn't know nothing about the Holy Spirit. He filled me with the Holy Spirit that day. And I knew God was real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He became really real to me. And I asked him, I trust you. Now help me to trust you. Help me. And you know what he did? 
He helped me. I began to deal with the incest. I began to deal with the rape. I began to deal with the abandonment, the rejections. My daddy left me on the porch and told me he'd be back. He never came back. I didn't trust me. But I gave it to God. Are you listening? See, you can't come and preach nothing that you ain't been through. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the reason why I struggle with this. I said, God, they're not. I know. He said, speak the word. Don't look at their faces. Speak my word. That day, I received Christ. And I started running. I didn't know how to live for Christ. Can I tell you something? I came out, and God had done a work in me. And I ran to the church. I ran for cover. Are you listening? I ran to the church. Because they didn't, but the church didn't have no idea how to deal with who I was. Did you hear me? But I had been through so much that I didn't care what they said. I wasn't going nowhere, Jake. They just had to get over it. Because I wasn't there for them. I was there because of Christ. Amen. Now, over in Hebrews 12, it tells you the reason why the Lord said that that it's very, it's impossible that offenses will come. Listen, let's do a demonstration. Are we ready? Yeah. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. That's what you have to do when offenses come. Just that quick. You have to breathe in and breathe out. Because if you stop breathing, It's going to take root. Are you hearing me? He said, the reason why the word has come. He said, follow peace with all men. And holiness without no man shall see the Lord. I want to be right, God. I want to live right. I want to live as close to righteousness as I can because I want to see you. How many of you want to see Jesus? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's why you're here. That's, why the, that's the reason why you're here. Amen. That I may live right and live holy. Live right. Have the right perspective a right consciousness about my relationship with Christ. God, I love you. God, I praise you. We give you glory. We thank you. 
We know you love us. Help us. Help us this day. Uh, God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. Help us this day to love you. Oh, shit. Come on. God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. Help us this day to love you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's do it. God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. There you go, baby. God, I love you. of the Lord upon you and where two or more gathered and come and agree is established you don't have to tell nobody 
I'm just coming in agreement with you. You know how folks getting it. Yeah, I ain't with all that. Because God's got all power. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, as we go through this, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stand right here. And I'm going to let you come. Because I do want to pray for you. I don't want to intervene in your space. And I, I don't want to, you know, dominate. Because I am aggressive. I am. But I'm aggressive for the Lord. And I'm going to let you come. And if you won't pray, I'm here to pray for you. God, I love 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 you. Hey. God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. God, I love you. Loose here, devil. Loose here. loose here pride has no place in the kingdom the next moment is not promised I don't think God would send such a word and made a place for you to come and say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you to go in and get these roots up out of me because I want what you want for me. I don't care what these people say. I don't care how they look at me because when I get to heaven, it's going to be you and me. That's right. Come on. These folks ain't going to be nowhere around. And God, you have sent a word. In it reference with my spirit. And I want to make a move to let you know I heard you, God. I heard you. Don't let your flesh talk you out. God, I love you. We thank you for listening today and pray that you are blessed by this message. We invite you to join with us on Sundays or connect with us at our website, vessel.church.